we are live. So today, this is my first time going live on three different platforms at the same time. So we are killing three birds with one stone or however that saying goes. I don't really know. I'm bad about saying like the wrong saying, saying it the wrong way. <laughs> and my husband will be like, that's not how it goes. But basically we are going, we are going live. So you might be watching this on Instagram, my Instagram live, Brandy Beck Smith, or you might be listening to this on my podcast. Uh, it is also, I think, Brandy Beck Smith. It is on Anchor Podcast. You can listen to it on different forms, formats. And then on my YouTube channel, which is Brandy Smith on YouTube, if you have trouble finding it, I can send you the link. So um, today's a snow day. So we live in West Virginia now, even though I'm from Georgia. Uh, we've lived in West Virginia for about going on four years. Uh, and it is like, it snowed eight inches yesterday and it's still like covering the ground and it is, it's so pretty to look at. I prefer to, um, like to stay inside when it's snowing <laughs> instead of, um, being out in the snow. Although my, I have four boys and my husband did take my four boys, you know, out in the snow some today. So it's beautiful. Like I do, I do love to look at the snow from the warm, cozy house. Um, yeah, but I prefer being warm and cozy in my house instead of uh, being out cold in the snow. But it is really pretty to look at. It's really beautiful. I thank the Lord for it. So here's the deal. I was doing my just like daily devotion yesterday and it said to read 1 Samuel 17. Okay. And the devotion that someone gave me for Christmas was, I think it's by Annie Downs. I haven't really read uh, any of her books. I've heard of her before, but I think it's 100 Days to Brave. And it, you know, so far it's a good devotion. And so it said, read 1 Samuel 17 and I read it and that of course it's the story of David and Goliath and if you grew up in church like I grew up in church then we're taught that story um, from our childhood how David killed Goliath Goliath was a huge giant 10 feet tall big and scary with a big you know shield and uh, javelin across his shoulders and big and scary man and then you have David, an adolescent, a young, a young boy who wasn't even a soldier in the army. He, uh, his older brothers were soldiers in the army, and he was, um, he was just, he was out um, as a shepherd uh, keeping watch over the sheep. And his father said, "Oh, David, I need you to go and check on your brothers and take them some food." while they've been out there on the battlefield. So David wasn't even um, like a soldier out there. He was just, so he was just watching the sheep and he, so he obeys his father. He takes the food and things to his brothers. Okay. And I, poor David, like part of me feels bad for him because as you read 
the Bible, like people were so negative to him. They legit spoke negativity right at him. But guess what? He didn't let it bother him. He did not let it stop him from going to kill Goliath, from going to do what God put in his heart to do. He did not listen to their negativity. He didn't listen to their fears. He totally did his thing, did what God uh, put on his heart, and he killed Goliath. And so we're going to kind of look at that. David was the youngest child. He had a lot of older brothers, and they weren't always so nice to him. As So you can see in 1 Samuel 17, 28, that Eliab, his eldest brother, he heard what David was saying to the men. Because, see, here's what happened. Goliath had been going down and standing in front of all the soldiers, and he's basically standing there going, who's going to come fight me? Who's going to come fight me? And nobody nobody wanted to go fight him because he was big and scary, and no one wanted to fight him. So then David bebops over there, and he hears what the giant is saying. He hears what Goliath, the champion, the Philistine, is saying. And David's like, um, you know, as they talked, they're looking at Goliath, and all the men of Israel, they, they, they see Goliath, and they're just scared of him. They're terrified of him. And no one's wanting to go fight him. So what happens, David's like standing there. He's like, what's going to be done about this? What's going to be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away this reproach from Israel? And uh, David's like, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that, that he thinks he should defy the armies of God? And so the men told David what was going to be done for the man. So now verse uh, 28, Eliab, his eldest brother, heard what David was saying to the men. And Eliab got angry. (laughs) His anger was kindled against David. And he said, why did you come here? With whom have you left your few sheep in the wilderness? Who did you leave your sheep with? I know your presumption and your evilness of your heart. For you came down that you you might see the battle. So Eliab attacks Eliab verbally attacks his younger brother in front of everybody. He's saying, David, you have an evil heart. You just came down here to see the battle. And um, David's saying, what have I done now? Was it not a harmless question? And David turned away from Eliab. He just turned away from his brother, didn't engage. He asked um, the same question, and the men gave him the answer. So when David's words were heard, that somebody went and told Saul, and so David said to Saul, you know, don't let the men's heart fail because of this Philistine, because of this giant Goliath. Um, he's like, I'll, you know, I'll go out and fight him. <laughs> he said, your servant will go out and fight him. I'll fight him. And Saul said to David, you're not able to fight against this Philistine. You're only an adolescent. And Goliath, he's been a warrior since his youth. So then here we have Saul talking negative and talking down to David, saying, you're just a kid. You can't fight Goliath. He's been a soldier since the time he was your age. And so not only David's older brother was negative toward him, but also Saul was negative toward David. And David said to Saul, well, I kept my father's sheep. Your servant has kept his father's sheep. And when a lion came or when a bear came, um, you know, he went after the lion. 
and the bear and deliver the lamb out of its mouth. And when it came against David, he caught it by its beard and smote it and killed it. <laughs> so he's like, look, I've killed the lion and the bear. So this uncircumcised Philistine, this giant Goliath, is like one of them. He has defied the armies of the living God. And David's like, the Lord, David said, the Lord who delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine, Goliath. So Saul said to David, go, the Lord be with you. And then Saul gave David all his armor to put on, the bronze helmet, the coat, the heavy coat of mail, like the armor, the heavy armor. And David, he took his sword and his armor and he tried to go, but he couldn't because he wasn't used to all of that um, heavy armor. So <laughs> he said, he took it off and he said, I'm not used to them. And he took his staff and he chose five smooth stones out of the... Um, out of the brook, he put him in a little bag. He heads to he heads to go fight the giant. And so the Philistine came and drew near to David, the man who bore the shield going before him. And so David, when the Philistine saw David, he he now here's the third person that talks negative to David, that talks down to David. And he says, Um, he's but an adolescent with a healthy reddish color and a fair face and the Philistine said to him, Am I a dog that you should come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. So this is the third time, like I said, David's third naysayer coming at him with negativity. And the Philistine says to David, Come to me and I'll give your flesh to the birds and of the air and the beasts of the field. And David said to the Philistine, You come at me with a sword, a spear, and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the ranks of Israel, whom you've defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand. And I'll smite you and cut off your head, and I'll give the corpses of the army the Philistines this day to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. So David's not afraid. He is not afraid to talk back to the giant and to say, actually, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> I, you're not going to kill me, but I'm going to kill you. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saves not with the sword and the spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. So the Philistine came forward quickly to meet David, and David runs toward the battle line. And David puts his hand in the bag. He takes his, he takes his stone out. He slings it. He strikes the Philistine in the forehead. He falls on his face, and David prevailed over him with a sling and a stone. And then he then he ran and uh, he, he cut his head off. <laughs> okay? He ran and stood over the Philistine, took his sword, drew it out, killed him, cut his head off. And when the Philistines saw their, their mighty champion was dead, they fled. Can you just imagine the scene? Can you imagine what Eliab, the older brother, was thinking when he saw his little brother run out there and kill the giant? Can you imagine what Saul and then the giant and the giant's armor bearer were thinking when they see little David run out there with a stone and kill the giant? They're like, wow, he actually did what he said he was going to do. He didn't listen to the three naysayers. He didn't listen to the three people who were cutting him down, verbally attacking him with words. He turned away from that and he went and did the thing. <laughs> and he succeeded and he was victorious. And the men of Judah, they're like shouting and they're like going to pursue him and it's like amazing. I just can't imagine how David must have felt when he's standing there. And he, he cut Goliath's head off and he's 
just standing there and the whole army, you know, they're all erupting and shouting and cheering. And David took the head of the Philistine and brought it to Jerusalem. And uh, when Saul saw David go out, he was like, whose son is this? Like, who is this guy? Nobody knew him. They're like, Saul was like, who is this guy? Who's this man's father? Okay. And so then uh, the king, of course, you know, Saul took David in and and there began a whole nother story in the Bible in 1 Samuel 18. You can read more about it. But here's what I want to read to you. Here's a little devotion. Uh, this, These are not my words. This is a devotion called Reject Rejection. David believed that with God's help he could slay the giant Goliath, but his brother Eliab accused him of presumption. And having an evil heart, Eliab's accusation came from a jealous attitude toward David. He tried to make David feel small and worthless. David was a wise young man, and his response to Eliab was an important key to his future. David turned away from Eliab. When we take a step of faith to do something for God or to help hurting people, Satan attacks. He often works through someone we love to make us feel worthless, rejected, unacceptable, inept, or out of place. We must stand against these attacks and keep our eyes on God and his direction to us. God fills our hearts with faith, enabling us to believe he can use us. But Satan comes against us with fears, often with fears about ourselves and our abilities. David's older brothers did not include David in the things they did because they thought he was too young, and they probably were jealous of him. As a result, I'm sure he felt rejected many times. God will use God will choose to use people who have felt rejected and been excluded. Have you felt rejected or excluded? I know I have. He selects those whom society would reject in order to show himself strong. He also purposely chooses what the world would call weak and foolish, so no one takes the credit that is due to him alone. If you have been rejected or ill-treated, I encourage you to do as David did. Turn away from it. Forgive your enemies and do not let offense fill your heart. Do not pay attention to what the devil is trying to do. Keep your eyes on God and follow his instructions. Yes, God can use you to do great things. God is not looking for someone with ability, but someone with availability. He's not looking for someone with perfect attributes, but someone with a perfect heart toward him. Keep your heart pure by refusing to allow hatred, strife, offense, bitterness, resentment, or unforgiveness to dwell in it. Always believe what God says about you above your own feelings about yourself and above what others have to say. God says you belong to him. He loves you. And he will work through you if you will simply let him. You are special to God. You have infinite worth and value. Perhaps the world would not consider you usable material for God, but he sees differently than the world does. Say, here I am, God. Use me and watch him go to work. God has a plan for your life. God wants to use you. You just have to be willing and ready and obedient and surrendered. I love you guys.